these are subcomponent assemblies or kits in my view more than they're <laughs> something that's that they're 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 not saying here's 10 screws and in a wheel and a tire and you need to put it together they're saying here's the seat and yep. here's here's the wheels and you can choose this set of handlebars or that set of handlebars and build yourself a bike which is great by the way i'm not saying that's a bad thing i think that's a cool thing but it's not bomb function <laughs> Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now... Here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at independent ELP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. When it comes to the options available for e-commerce merchants in the QuickBooks ecosystem, there's no shortage. In fact, we have so many options that sometimes it might be a project in itself to find the right tools and use them for the purpose it was originally designed for. There are inventory tools that might also play the role of a PIM. There are other inventory tools that might also have multi-channel capabilities. Then there are inventory tools that might also function like a WMS system. This almost seems like a startup where most people play multiple roles. But there comes the point when you no longer can afford to be a startup and need clarity with your organizational structure. Systems work the same way. Odoro is one such tool designed for inventory control for QuickBooks-sized customers. So is Odoro wearing multiple hats as well, just like their competitors? In today's episode, we invited a panel of cross-functional experts for a live interview on LinkedIn who brings significant expertise to discuss Odoro's capabilities. We discuss their strengths and weaknesses and where they might fit in the e-commerce architecture. Finally, we discussed their journey, the product strategy and roadmap, and their inventory and manufacturing capabilities compared to the other inventory solutions present in the QuickBooks ecosystem. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And if you are joining for the first time, this is part of our e-commerce series for which we meet every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We typically review just one solution or the vendor that might be present in the e-commerce space. For today, we are going to be reviewing a vendor called Ordoro. That sounds like a fancy name. So we are going to have fun discussing that. Before we do that, we are going to start with everybody's intro. I am going to start with my intro. Uh, if you don't know me, I am Sam Gupta. I'm your host and principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital uh, transformation consulting firm. E-commerce is always going to be at the heart of everything that we do. And I've been doing this for 20 years. Now I'm going to move to Phil for his intro. 
Hi, everybody. Phil Kerper with Ringling Business Solutions. Uh, I'm coming to you uh, with 20 plus years in digital transformation and e-commerce solutions and ERP solutions, uh, mainly from a general manager position in mid-market manufacturing companies. And uh, Ringling Business Solutions helps senior executive teams align their digital transformation with their core business strategies. So, Sam, looking forward to being here with you today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Phil, for that. Uh, Robert, can I ask you to introduce yourself next? Sure. My name is Robert Brown of Robert Brown E-Commerce Consultants. I have 20 plus years at Fortune 100 sized companies. Um, I help small to medium sized companies look at their implementations and executions from a customer perspective, not just a perspective to ensure that they can get the most out of their money. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Robert. And if you are in the audience and joining for the first time, if you have any comments or questions, make sure you guys are going to post that. Typically, we try to cover during the show. If on that note, I am going to start with a quick brief about this solution. So this is sort of the series, Phil and Robert, that we have been doing. And this is a similar solution in the sort of QuickBooks Zero space. Uh, in this specific case, they are only present in the QuickBooks ecosystem. At least that's what I could find on their site. I don't know if you guys could find anything else. So it seems like they are really into that QuickBooks ecosystem. Their play is still very inventory. And now I think this is the, what, fifth, sixth, or maybe eighth inventory solution that we are reviewing. And obviously, along with inventory, you get a lot of perks as well. So even these guys are trying to do a lot more than just the inventory. So we are going to review what approach uh, that they are taking. Their target market is really going to be that QuickBooks market, which in my mind, Always is that you know five million dollars and, and and below. Sometimes you know companies might use QuickBooks for very long, <laughs> but typically QuickBooks is not really designed for that. Uh, you know, so that's going to be their target market overall from the capabilities perspective. They also have the shipping capabilities that are combined as part of the solution. In fact, I mean their shipping capabilities in my mind are far richer than the actual inventory capabilities. So we are going to review all of that. Uh, and even in the ERP space, if you move away from your QuickBooks ecosystem, then you are going to find a lot of different apps that are going to do similar things as uh, what Ordero is doing. So, you know, the shipping capabilities are really rich and those capabilities could be applicable in the other ecosystems as well. But then inventory is not going to be applicable. So the way I see the solution is going to be shipping plus inventory. And then uh, overall, from the competitor perspective, my understanding is going to be they compete with all of the solutions that we have reviewed in the past, and that is going to be your Skubanas of the world. That is going to be Zentel. And, and last week, Robert and Phil, do you guys remember which one we reviewed last week? They are going to be their flow track, I guess, right? Okay. So, yeah, so that's pretty much it from the briefing perspective. Do you guys have any, any comments or shall I move? So, so I I found uh, on some some public reviews founded in 2010. Yeah. Um, relatively small company, 20 to 30 employees. Yep. Um, you know, five million in revenue. They they do have an enterprise level license level that they talk about, Sam. That that has you know pretty pretty large number of users. So I found that interesting seeing how when you read the features as you went over it, it does seem to aim at more small, mid-size, you know, SME type of organizations, but they do have what they call an enterprise license, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So Phil, based on my experience in the SaaS world, I think every player is going to have some sort of enterprise offering 
and that is typically targeted for the larger customer. So enterprise is very subjective, right? So in, <laughs> from their perspective, enterprise is going to be slightly bigger than what their target market is because they want to provide them the customized pricing because their pricing may not be designed really for the enterprise customer. That's why they like to bucket everything that is not going to be their focus target market as the enterprise bucket. But again, the solution itself is not really designed for the larger enterprise. For them, the enterprise could be $50 million. Who knows? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My, so I was looking at this slide in particular, um, and this, this is nothing against um, the, the, the company that we're reviewing. It has to do with the, the companies providing these reviews. Yeah. And so this is businesses, you know, need to be aware that most of these are affiliate farms. Yeah. Um, and that they're guest writers, ghost writers, paid writers reviewing these. So they're basically going to the websites, pulling, you know, features and functionality out of the website and just, you know, picking and choosing. So this one, bottom left hand side, it says best shipping software. And you know, <laughs> I went and took a look at that review. And, you know, nothing against the writer in particular. It's just, He's not an operator. He's a writer. He's, yep. His entire career is writing. And Neil Patel is known for SEO. So, yep. you know, so there and Captera and, and software advice and GetApp are notorious for being, you know, affiliate generating SEO machines. Yep. And so if you're going to look at software, look at people that are actually operators who actually do this for a living that can tell you things and now it's not looking. Just one thing I would add there, Robert, uh, you know, so even if you're looking at these review sites, go to the details of those reviews. Look at the people who are posting those reviews. Don't look at the ratings. They don't mean anything. Okay. Look at the comments that they have made in the reviews. I think that's where the real play is. And sure. we have been reviewing a lot of those comments as part of our reviews to make sure that people are able to understand how to read these. Because obviously, if you're going to look at Capra, GetApp, whatever, you know, they are all very paid. I mean, they are being paid for generating the leads, as you correctly pointed out, that they are really appealing. So good point there. Yeah. And for those who are tuning in, you know, stick around to the back end of the slide deck because Sam does a really nice job of, of highlighting some of those actual people reviews and, and the cons are also always where a lot of the meat and potatoes. Is. Great point. Thank you so much, Phil. Um, if you don't have any other comments. So here, uh, you know, what you are looking at. So I think the points that I really wanted to cover are already covered. Thank you, Robert and, and Phil for that. But here, you know, some of the marketing hype that you should not pay attention. Well, things like test and trusted by thousands of merchants since 2010. I don't know what that means. Great. You know, sure. That, that has ear that you have been in the market for 10 years. Great. But overall, pay attention to the language here. They are saying all the tools you need to operate like a large scale corporation. In my mind, I think that is slightly overstated. They should be uh, clarifying their position a little bit more that you are really targeting that small segment of the customer and they are the right fit for you. If you are going to go after very large corporations, that's not your target. So don't overclaim that. Now, uh, going back to these awards. So here they are saying the top best inventory management software, uh, top best inventory management and top best shipping software. In a way, I kind of agree with the, the reviews and I'll tell you why. Uh, because the software itself has slightly deeper inventory capabilities that we have reviewed, at least in that segment, okay? You guys are going to see that we are going to look at that, you know, what I am talking about overall from inventory perspective. Again, these inventory capabilities are not going to be comparable to your ERP systems such as NetSuite, Acumatica, even Odoo. 
you know, they are going to have far richer inventory capabilities. But when you are in that QuickBooks segment, you are not going for ERP system because you cannot afford that ERP implementation. That's why you are sticking there so that you can grow. And then finally, you get a real system that is going to do the real inventory management. Here, sure, you are going to be able to manage this. But, you know, uh, from the finance, accounting, operations perspective, the capabilities that you are going to require to be able to manage your inventory, it's going to be very different. And again, you don't need that when you are less than $5 million revenue. But when you are 10, 15, you definitely don't. Okay, so now uh, their screens. I mean, the screens are really pretty. Obviously, this is a very cloud native experience. Uh, you know, you can see that, you know, the technology is really good. Overall, from the menu structure perspective, they have segmented it in three categories. So you have the orders, you have the products, and then you have the POs. Okay, and that's where my problem is a little bit. So again, this software could be great when you are trying to utilize this as more of your sort of the ERP system just because you cannot go for the real ERP system. That's why you are dropshipping right from here. You are cutting your POs right from here. You are cutting your orders right from here. But overall layout, if you actually look at this, then you are going to find similarity with some of the software that might be, let's say, if you compare this in the Acumatica or NetSuite ecosystem, they are your smallest ERP software in that you have solutions such as PaceDet. PaceDet is probably going to have similar layout. They are never going to sell them as the inventory management software. <laughs> because they are really the shipping add-ons, but they are probably going to have similar menus as you are seeing in the case of Ordoro, which where you have the order products is, they are probably not going to have the products, but in their case, they have the products and the bombs. So we are going to review what all capabilities you are going to get when you are going to be configuring products uh, as part of this platform. But one thing that I really like about this platform is even in the advanced shipping software, you are probably not going to have those order consolidation. Okay, so typically uh, in those software, so even though your ERP software might be able to support the one-to-one -one scenario of order consolidation, meaning you are printing all your labels in, in, in one go as opposed to doing one-on-one -on -one because that actually increases the operational effort. That increases the admin effort. So in this case, you can combine all of those products together and print all of those labels in one go. And in my mind, that's a very advanced capabilities that does not exist in some of the more complex shipping software with the ERP system, even though your ERP system might be more capable in handling the one-to-one -one scenario. So I like it a lot as a shipping software to be take those or move to the next one. Now here we have, they are saying we are gonna stop app for tickling the shipping operations of all of your channels, which is wonderful. That's what they are to be honest, okay? So they are really handling all of your shipping operations. And Phil, you might relate with this. You have, when you talk about the pick, pack, ship process, these guys are handling the shipping function, okay? And they're really, really good at that, that shipping function. And that's why I am trying to compare these guys with something like PaySet, which is probably going to be comparable if you compare this in the ERP with this. So they are handling the shipping functionality, but they have a little bit of order management and the email as well. And they are saying they can do all of this for all of the channels from marketplaces like Amazon and eBay to cards like Shopify and, and BigCommerce. And then they can combine all of these cards at one place and handle the consolidated shipping, which is wonderful. I, I, I like it a lot. They are saying whether they are from order supported sales channels, CSV upload or custom API integration, import your orders into one app uh, and ship them out uh, the door and on their way. And then they have a little bit of 
CPL capabilities as well. This is something that we have seen in every single solution that we have reviewed. In e-commerce, 3PL is very common, and that's why 3PL and dropshipping, both of them. So that's why they have the 3PL and dropshipping capabilities to support those scenarios. Now, here they are saying Odoro automatically relays shipping status and tracking number back to the appropriate sales channel, keeping the customer in the loop. Now, this is a very key piece of functionality that most e-commerce companies are going to need. Uh, you know, you have to really send the, the sales, uh, the tracking number back to your sales channel because you need to communicate that to your customer. You need to have that in that channel. So I like this piece of functionality as part of this uh, as well. Yes, yeah, Sam, I agree. This is their lane. It's yep. an excellent slide. It's what I bet they're really good at. And that right back functionality, the the uh, multiple label printing or, or bundling functionality is pre pretty, pretty solid stuff right here. Well, I'll, I'll have a few other comments when they get a little outside their lane in a few <laughs> slides, but this is definitely their lane. Exactly, exactly. Um, one note from, from what I've been reviewing, and, and maybe it's just the way that they presented it, but it looks like that they are pretty much limited to domestic businesses. I haven't seen anything that talks about handling international warehouses or specifically international uh, marketplaces. It, they only talk about U.S. I'm actually going to have to agree with that, to be honest. And I don't know how e-commerce merchants, you're right that some of them may have international operations. So, uh, Robert, and you can correct me if I'm off here. But typically, from my experience, there are two ways to handle that. Either they are going to outsource everything, uh, you know, for the international operations. So for the domestic, they are going to be handling themselves. But international market is, may not be as big. So they are going to completely outsource your fulfillment and 3PL, whatever they are going to do, right? So the operationally, they are going to be very different when you compare your domestic operation versus international. So I don't know if it is going to make sense to integrate them together in one platform, even if a company may be on the ERP and if the international operations may be 5% of their business, sometimes companies don't really integrate that because it's just too much effort in integrating that. And I would love to hear from Phil what he thinks and, and Robert, any follow-up comments? Yeah, I, I think it, it does read domestic. I was just taking another glance uh, from hearing that. Typically, you'd, you'd add Canada. Typically, you would yeah. try to have a North American presence yeah. for one of these uh, e-commerce uh, companies that would use this. So I was unable to find it in a quick peak if they actually highlighted all Canada. Once you decide that you're going you know, across the pond or even Mexico, Europe, where you've got you know, other things going on, that that's that's a different. I agree with what you said. That's a different level of functionality. No, absolutely. So when you like have Amazon, so Amazon's going to have um, location specific, and they're going to have Amazons in each one of the countries, or at least in the EU. So yeah. when you're shipping your goods over to the EU, you need to go through that that first step of getting it into EU because you're going to have to pay the VAT before it gets in there. And you know, so there's a lot of international sellers that once they're in the EU. They have, you know, country-specific Amazon accounts. So this is just for anybody that was looking at this from an international perspective. It does not seem to support that at all. And I completely agree. And maybe I think we all are agreeing that they should be clarifying their message that they are looking at domestic shipping consolidation <laughs> as opposed to the overarching shipping consolidation. So I completely agree with you, Robert. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Now let's look at some of the other capabilities. Now this is where it gets a little confusing to be honest, okay? So yes, they are the inventory management software and they have decent inventory management functionality, especially for those smaller sellers. Uh, it's not bad at all. So they have some very interesting fitting functionality. In fact, Phil, uh, I think I made a comment yesterday that we are going to be reviewing this and we are going to be reviewing the bill of materials. 
Now we have seen some very complex bill of materials, right? So we are going to see how these guys define bill of materials. And my problem with this is, you know, everybody who looks at bill of material, they are going to think, okay, uh, these guys have bill of material. But bill of materials could mean a lot of different things. When you look at, uh, you know, from software one to software two, so make sure you are paying attention to what kind of capabilities are they able to support as part of that bill of material and how deep the capabilities are as part of this, that bill of material and which products are, are they going to be able to support? Are they able to support only the apparel or are they able to support big rockets? <laughs> Those two are very different products and very different manufacturing products. Um, so now when uh, we look at the kitting capabilities, so here they are saying selling the same product on multiple sales channels under different branded descriptions. This is centered around the multi-channel so that, so list them individually and simply link them to master product. I think we saw these capabilities and Robert, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, we saw this capability in Zentel or some other similar solution. Uh, I, I don't remember, but I mean, they all had this capability. So now in my mind, let's say if I'm buying this for shipping and I am probably using five other solutions. So again, drawing the line in terms of what is going to be these guys' lane versus their lane, it could be very difficult, especially when you are doing shipping really well. Now, am I using you for the inventory? And then am I using it you for the multi-channel functionality as well? It could get a little confusing in my mind. Absolutely, especially if you're feeding back into QuickBooks, then you're gonna have you're gonna have to have a really sophisticated implementation expert <laughs> to understand which fees to take and which ones not to take because if you're taking them both they're going to overwrite or they're going to duplicate and that's that create a mess yeah and good luck with that integration if you have five software writing to the same oh my goodness you are going to have so much fun i don't want to want to be that project part of that project um, but, but it, it reads to me and i might be wrong in this guys but it reads to me that they're taking the words kidding and bundling uh, which which they may have some pretty good functionality and they're expanding it into a conversation about bombs and about about more functionality than what they probably have they if they're doing basic kitting and bundling i i actually think they might have some decent functionality just in that area sam i don't know what your opinion of that is or robert so phil we are going to review they do have bill of material so they have kits they also have bill of material so they are able to support a little bit of manufacturing uh, but these two are completely separate, even in their product. They have kidding. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to make an argument that what they're calling a bomb is just a fancy way to do kidding and bundling. No, no, no. I mean, they definitely have bomb, but a really basic bomb. But we are going to review that. And I am going to have a little comment there as well, to be honest. Okay. The way they are defining kits versus bomb, we, we are going to have fun there. Uh, <laughs> so let, let's, uh, we'll come back to that. So here, yeah. uh, you know, we are talking about uh, the kitting in kitting. They are saying shape perception through product to create a sense of scarcity. And I love this piece of functionality too, okay? And this is typically handled in very ad hoc way. And they have defined the workflow for that. So in my mind, I think that this is a very, very, very interesting piece. And they are saying our max export quantity lets you establish the limit on the product quantity. So it's almost like the way the airlines work. Typically airlines are going to release only 10 seats at, at a time. And the way, and Robert, I'm pretty sure you can relate with this because you have a lot of experience in the airline and the hotel space, right? So they typically release only the 10 seats at a time and they are going to see how they are selling. And based on that, the next, the price of the next batch is going to be determined, okay? So this is the same functionality here. You are saying, okay, I have only five left. I'm gonna increase the price. You are sort of, you know, making 
them appear as if they are scarce commodity or, or product, uh, you know, and, and, and you are trying to get far more revenue from your customers. And then, you know, once that sells, then you are going to release them more. So this is just a perception marketing play, uh, but they have a workflow for that. You know, I, I, that can be a sophisticated tool if used correctly, but I'm not sure if some of the lower to mid-range companies have that kind of sophistication. Usually they're going to go after pricing differences. And I did not see anything that showed you some of the pricing tools that would be necessary. Like, okay, am I going to have a different price on eBay versus Amazon versus my website? Do I have, you know, when, when I have uh, discounts coming from a vendor or I'm going to offer a discount window, the ability to schedule that so I don't have to stay up till one o'clock in the morning to make that happen in California. So that's just a little piece that you know, some people may be looking for that this doesn't happen. Yeah, and this is where my problem would be, to be honest. I think that functionality will reside in the multi-channel solution. And from their positioning perspective, they are sitting in the warehouse because they are the shipping solution, right? <laughs> now, you cannot, when you are shipping solution, sitting in the warehouse, <laughs> you don't want to be doing marketing, right? That's where my problem is. So, so some of the solutions that we saw when they were actually in the marketing play because they were really good multi-channel solution and they had a little bit of inventory and in the operation functionality. My problem was, okay, why are you doing operations? Because you are really that multi-channel, uh, you know, play there. Here, these guys are really designed for the warehouse. Stay in the warehouse if you are going to have human functionality, then it's going to be all over the place. That, okay, uh, now are you going to be doing my marketing as well along with operations? It could be very confusing. You know, okay. I, think, I think the way they handle that, looking at who they have integrations with, I think they handle that with Channel Advisor. I agree. Yeah, they are definitely going to need some sort of multi-channel play. And yes, you are going to need that piece of charity with Channel Advisor. But again, how this is all going to be integrated together will be my question always. <laughs> yeah, and then there's one more on top of Channel Advisor. Then you got either Magento or Shopify. Yeah. You know, where some of that marketing functionality may be able to reside. Exactly. So so just by definition, that's three integrations, right? So you you know, and you haven't even really and now you got QuickBooks, so now you're at four. Yeah. So it's 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 it it reads as a nice tool for the small business starting to come up, but you you know, some integration, Sam, which you always speak so well about, is just inevitable with this type of a tool, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's where my problem is, to be honest, um, you know, but again, when you are that small, you just live with whatever you have. Uh, and, you know, uh, one good thing about these tools is that they are probably going to be pre-integrated. So at least you don't have to worry about the integration. And that's why it is really friendly for those small businesses. But again, they have, uh, you know, a shelf life. So make sure you are not going to stay on them for very long because they are not really designed for, uh, you know, businesses that are going to be 10, 15 years. Yeah, so, that's a great point. Magento has a very rich apps community, right? So, so you know, that's kind of their model is to be able to hopefully have most of the functionality pre-integrated or at least ready. So one of the things that, you know, some of those smaller growing companies are, are going to have to take take into account is, okay, as we said, Let's say four integrations, Channel Advisor, this, QuickBooks, and Magento or Shopify. When you're trying to track down a problem, good luck. <laughs> if you go to Shopify and say, hey, this is the problem, they're going to go, no, that's that's somebody else. That's not us. And it's going to be the ball bouncing back and forth. And so somebody in your team is going to have to spend a lot of time tracking down that error that is going to be either some configuration conflict 
for data issue. Yeah, but I mean, that's what you get. I mean, see, if you are not able to afford the larger ERP systems, <laughs> you know, that's why the larger ERP systems are, are going to be more expensive, um, you know, because they are slightly bigger in size. When you are small, your order volume is not as, as high. You can probably spend a lot more time <laughs> in debugging those things, I guess. Uh, but obviously, those are the challenges that you are going to get when you are trying to use multiple systems. You are right. Okay, so here, uh, you know, we were talking about this functionality. So here uh, they are saying, let's you establish a limit on the product quality quantity seen by the consumer when Ordoro pushes amount on hand to your store fronts. Uh, again, I like the piece of functionality just because you are pushing the amount, uh, which is a very critical piece of inventory functionality that most e-commerce architecture should have, even the bigger one. So I, I like the piece of functionality. I don't know how functional uh, that is going to be because of the, the integration that Robert just mentioned. So the, it might not work as well as you might expect. But again, if it is working, then obviously this is a very critical that most e-commerce merchants are going to require. Um, here, okay, so now I'm actually going to move to the next. So this is the goods receipt. And again, the reason why I am uh, saying that they their place is really inside the warehouse is because that's where their sweet spot is. If you look at their shipping, if you look at their the way they are doing the goods receipt for the PO, and this is going to be a drop shipping scenario where you get the order. And by the way, they have some crazy features where you can literally automate your entire sales cycle where, you know, when you are going to get the order and one of the order may go to two different CPLs or two different vendors that might be shipping different SKUs. So you can automate all of that. So they have some really cool features. But again, your PO functionality is now setting inside this one. So you require that integration with QuickBooks as well. And then you need to have your vendors, uh, you know, setting at two places. So again, the more data that you bring in your second or third system, the more challenges you are going to get overall from the integration. Uh, here, they have some really funny things such as ready, set, PO, which is wonderful. I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, with purchase orders, it's also possible to uh, stock or not sell as much as as much product as you want and back order. So they have back order from your suppliers with a PO, which is great. Again, that's a very complex piece of functionality that they are able to support. Uh, and then they are saying here, ensure you get the stock you ordered, enter quantity received into goods. Uh, the PO will be aware, uh, you know, complete. So again, they are trying to do a little bit of three-way matching, but then you don't really have the invoice here. So I don't know how you are going to do three-way matching, but at least you are able to do the goods receipt matching to make sure that your POs are going to be closed. Uh, which is not bad at all, uh, you know, when you look at the size of the solution. Okay, so this is where uh, uh, the the scanning functionality is going to be. And this this is where they are saying, letting you tag products with aisle and bin location. So now they are trying to be a little bit of, you know, WMS as well. But again, I don't have problem with this one. And the reason for that is because they are still, you know, in that pick pack ship process. So as long as you are there, I don't have any problem with it. But again, uh, you know, if you have a very, busy warehouse, you might require slightly richer WMS system. For example, Float Track is what we reviewed and they had really strong WMS functionality, but this one is probably not gonna have as strong WMS functionality. They are going to have really rich uh, shipping functionality. So here they are saying pick and pack errors, but maybe companies are able to use just this when their warehouse is not going to be as busy. And this is probably designed for slightly more e-commerce shops as uh, compared to Float Track which was more designed for hospitals, universities. Uh, you know, this is probably going to be suitable. And Robert, I would love to hear from you if you feel 
<laughs> this is going to be suitable for e-commerce or not. But in my mind, I think this is probably an e-commerce solution. Yeah, th this seems fine. I mean, what I'm really concerned about is the reporting capabilities. Um, and they, they don't want to expound on that. Yeah, I mean, look, you are $5 million. I mean, obviously, you need to put a lot of manual lab uh, to get the reporting. I mean, I would be worried about the Patra if you are able to pull SAS and you are not putting as much manual effort. It's good enough, but obviously, you are not going to get the reporting capability as you are going to get in NetSuite or Acumen. Uh, you know, or for example, Odoo is probably going to have far superior, uh, you know, reporting capabilities using something like this. And again, uh, the only reason why companies would stick to this is because they want to use Shopify and they want to use QuickBooks because most of their accountants are probably going to know QuickBooks. <laughs> so you are on QuickBooks and now you are stuck on QuickBooks. And because of that, you need another inventory solution. If you move to something like Odoo, then you know you can get far more integrated ERP solution, which is not going to be as heavy as Acumatic or NetSuite. And then you are going to get everything that you're looking at here. It might be in the similar price range. I don't think even these apps are any less expensive. They are fairly expensive. So here, let's say if I look at the price of this. So here they are saying just one sales channel, you know, and typically e-commerce companies are going to have at least 10 sales channel, even if they are doing, let's say, $1 million in revenue. There are very few shops uh, that are going to be completely focused on Amazon or just eBay. They are probably going to be selling on five or six or 10 uh, different channels. So here they are saying, 3,000 orders per month and one sales channel, and that itself is going to be 499 per month, uh, you know, for the pro version. If you look at Express, that's $59 per month, but then here you have the unlimited users, unlimited ship from location, but again, just one sales channel. So as you are going to be adding more sales channels, uh, you know, they are going to be increasing the price, and, you know, that's going to be fairly big overall in my mind. Yeah, the, the first two points, the the uh, workflows bar where they're starting to say, okay, that's fine, you're scanning, and that's fine, it knows where the aisle and the bin location is. But they're right on the edge there of a warehouse management system where they're gonna start routing, efficiency routing of the of the pick, and, and I don't see that functionality. And then on the second one where they're saying, semantics, all of your metrics, you know, the, I, I read that as they're gonna, they're gonna dump some basic inventory metrics into QuickBooks and you'll be able to, to run a report or run a spreadsheet and and figure out you know where your slow moving inventory is and maybe make some decisions, but I I would I would say that's probably a long way away from really what they're calling it, which is advanced analytics. Exactly, and the reason why you are not going to get good analytics out of this one is because QuickBooks does not have the core inventory. It's a very accounting solution. You know, you are not going to get your LIFO and FIFO and the way your products are going to be bundled. So you don't have all of that. So even if you are going to design very fancy solution on top of QuickBooks, you are ne never going to get the ERP capability the way uh, you know ERP and e-commerce businesses are supposed to run. Uh, so yes, you can get a lot of data, I guess, but you are not going to get the insights that you would need. Uh, again, when you are under five million dollars, uh, you know you don't have to worry about all of that to be honest. But once you become, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with this, and it's good. Yeah. I, I just yeah. think you just have to have your eyes open as you guys have both expressed. That this is going to give you a little bit. It'll give you a little taste, but it's not. It's not going to give you. And and for this solution and these types of companies, that's probably better than what they have today. 
Exactly, exactly. I completely agree. Okay, so I'm actually going to move to the next one. So here are the features, and uh, Phil, you are probably going to like this one better because they have slightly, uh, and in the other one you didn't like because there was only one difference in the feature set. Here, they have done slightly better job in my mind overall in defining the features. So I believe the starter is, is, is probably free, if I remember correctly, or maybe you know it has very low dollar amount. And then you have the Express and then Pro and the ad and Enterprise. The tracking number right back is a critical piece of functionality that they have included in all of the versions, which is probably going to be required. But the biggest differentiator in the pricing is going to be sales channel. And in my mind, I think that's a, that's a big barrier because you know as you are going to be increasing your sales channel, the price is actually going to increase very fast. Uh, you know that would be my assumption based on the way I am the pricing. The RMA functionality and the return labels are not included as part of the express version so my assumption is going to be most companies are probably going to require the pro version but sometimes i have seen if the return volume is not going to be as great then you might process returns manually you don't have to process inside the system you know if you get let's say 10 returns per month what's the point of keeping that in the in the system you know you can get away with that and probably use it the express version and you probably don't require the return functionality. So one of the things you said, Sam, you know, we've, we've mentioned this before. Um, these companies that, for, for whatever reason, you know, we, they, they have some pieces of their Legos together and they, they want to add another Lego into their entire matrix to try to make things work a little bit better. But they're not really evaluating what the overall cost is going to be for that. Exactly. Right? So they just keep adding on pieces and suddenly here they are a year down, you know, and they've got like five or six tools online and now they're spending, you know, upwards of two, three, four thousand dollars a month for let's say 90 or 100,000 orders uh, a year. And that's really expensive, you know, so I, I think, you know, people should not take a look at in a vacuum. They need to look at the, their entire ecosystem and try to understand how all these things together and what the overall cost can be and is there a value add for the pieces they're putting together. I think this is a great shipping solution, but I'm really concerned about all those integrations and the, the additional cost to make them work because capitalizer ain't cheap. Robert, the price point you mentioned, I think that price point is probably going to be just for one tool based on my understanding of the market and well, you know, how I have spoken to others. Okay, so typically for one tool, you are going to be paying easily 10,000, 20,000 per year, um, you know, 25,000, and you are going to be requiring four of those. And then internal developers and the integration and the internal costs. Okay, so it does get very expensive. Okay, they just don't realize because they are saying, you know what, $100 per month per year. Easy, right? <laughs> but it does get very expensive uh, if you compute every cost that is going to be required there. Well, and I think that's where you, you mentioned it earlier, Sam, when you're when when you're at a certain level and then you're buying these solutions because it's an improvement and it's an improvement and improvement. And then you get to that point where where you've added so many Legos to use Robert's terminology that it's that it's that it's gotten expensive and unwieldy. You yep. have to plan for an evolution in your in your tech stack. So you have to go in with your eyes open and say, okay, this will this will carry me a year, maybe two. And then I'm going to have to plan for what am I going to do next? And well before you get there, start researching, okay, what's the next more integrated solution that fits where I'm at from here to here and realize there's another implementation coming down the road. If you try to hold on to this thing too long, that's yep. when it becomes legacy and extremely expensive. Yeah, could not agree more. Thank you so much, Phil, for that. So I am actually going to move to some more features here. So here you have the receive and restock returned goods. Again, they are going to be in your slightly more expensive versions they are not going to be in the initial version 
the RMA functionality, the barcode scanning is not included in the free version, but at least they have it in the express. And then you have the multi-channel inventory sync that is not included as part of your, uh, you know, so again, I think bare minimum, you would require the pro version, which is roughly $500, uh, I believe per month. And that is going to be only for one channel and then $500 per month, meaning $6,000 a year is what you are looking at. And as soon as you are going to add two or three or five or six channels, and in my mind, I think that will be the average for most e-commerce companies, you are right there at $20,000. And if you go for some other ERP solutions, you might get $20,000, $25,000, the whole ERP solution. And that is going to uh, club a lot more functions than just yeah. this. Uh, on their fees page on the pro, it actually has a drop down from the number of orders. So when you switch it to 8,000 orders a month, which is, you know, 96,000 a year, it becomes a thousand a month. So yeah. I got it 1,049 for seven channels and 8,000 8, orders a month just for this. Yep. They, these tools do get very expensive. That's my experience as well. So thank you so much for validating that, uh, Robert. So here we have the multi warehouse inventory tracking inventory allocation which is again included as part of your in enterprise functionality. I don't know if you should be worrying about allocation when you are that small, to be honest, but sure. I mean, see if you have need for that, go for the enterprise one. Then you have the just-in-time and they have the real bill of materials. Okay, we are going to review that if you have time, uh, Phil, that they, they do have real bill of materials. So we, they have the Amazon FBA routing and inventory management, Amazon FBA order import, third-party warehouse integration, supplier integration, PO unit cost, vendor portal, supplier feeds. By the way, I mean, they have vendor portal as well. Uh, in the enterprise version, the vendor portal is going to be that vendors actually can come and then they don't have to get the email. The collaboration is going to happen uh, right inside the, the portal itself. So this is similar functionality as some of the solutions that we have in the ERP ecosystem that is going to be your source day is one of them. Then there, are, there are a couple of them. Source day is, is one of that. Uh, and then ERP is going to have their own you know, vendor portals. So they are providing some sort of vendor portal with their uh, solution as well, which is wonderful. Now, some more slides. So here they are saying enter a portal to, to paradise. And this is where they are trying to describe that portal functionality where cut back on the back and forth between you and your suppliers, activate the vendor portal, a feature that provides suppliers with an account allowing them to log into Ordoro and view on their active orders, you know, which is the very standard uh, vendor portal functionality. And through it, they can print labels and create tracking information for those orders. Now, printing the labels is slightly different. Uh, they are doing that for three PLs, uh, I believe, or for the vendors, and which is a very critical piece of functionality. I have not seen that anywhere else. Uh, so I actually like it a lot. Then they are saying through Odoro's open API, it's possible to build custom integration, okay? And the integration, they have said that they only have the basic HTTP authentication. They don't even have OAuth. If you are going for the financial application, I personally like to see OAuth 2.0 because that's the money, <laughs> uh, the financial part. So I'm not too sure how comfortable I am personally with just basic HTTP authentication, but that's what they have. I mean, they are not designed to be more of the financial application, uh, but they just make it easy for developers, uh, but that's not going to be the most secure form of the communication. And Robert, if you have any comments there, obviously you have part than, than us. Yeah, I was just going to quickly say on the portal to paradise, uh, that raises questions, okay? It's great they can drop ship and that they can make a label, 
but uh, but how does that all tie back into you know the actual shipment and the sale to that customer? There has to be some integration there that maybe they have. Yeah, very interesting point. Okay, um, so they have some of the, and this is the functionality that I was talking about in terms of auto routing, and this is going to be orders are sent to vendors without any effort on your end. Uh, each drop shipped SKU, so the SKU can be marked as the drop shipped, uh, and then they are going to be sending it to the suppliers. Again, uh, you know, I like the functionality a lot. Um, so they have very deep, I would say, inventory the shipping uh, and the drop shipping functionality and the 3PL integration, which could be powerful for a lot of different e-commerce merchants, especially if you are going to be in that range where five, maybe $10 million as well. Uh, to be, it's not going to be as bad. Uh, here they are saying, but some uh, drop shipments contain product, products uh, carried by multiple vendors. Order splitting is a necessity. So they are able to split the orders as well. Uh, but again, the order is not going to have as many variables uh, or the parameters that you are going to see in some of the other ERP systems. But here they are at least able to split the order, uh, which is not bad at all. Now, here they are saying product is routed to its assigned vendor separately, and they have provided an example. Uh, I'll cover some more. And then this is the bomb functionality that we have been discussing, uh, Phil. So here for them, bomb is just the fields. Okay, it's really the material, it's really the quantity, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Your bomb is done, and they are calling it as bomb, right? So this bomb right. is great when you are a very small company and you are hardly doing any assembly. And by the way, you are not even going to get your costing because you don't have your financial data. So I don't know what's the point of bomb, to be honest. And uh, we are also going to review their the way they have defined the kits. So they are saying that kits are on the fly. The bombs are the products that you store in the inventory, meaning, you know, those. <laughs> so that's how they have defined kits. But if you look at the ERP system, the way they define it, you know, the kit is going to be your items that are going to require slightly more assembly and your bombs are going to be the manufactured items. Okay, so the manufacturing process is very different for your kitting versus your bombs. That's how typically kits and, and bombs are defined. On the fly parts are typically called make to order, but in their case, they are calling it as kit. You, you covered it and, and I thought, and there's there's some additional work on this we might run out of time on, but but this these are subcomponent assemblies or kits in my view more than they're <laughs> something that's that they're 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 not saying here's ten screws and and a wheel and a tire, and you need to put it together. They're saying here's the seat and yep. here's here's the wheels and you can choose this set of handlebars or that set of handlebars and build yourself a bike, which is great. By the way, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's a cool thing, but it's not bomb functionality in my in in my world. Exactly. So, Go ahead. Here. And I hear what you're saying about the, the, the kit and the bomb. Okay, great. So they're, they're saying kit is on demand and bomb is pre-built, but there is a difference between a kit, a bomb, and a bundle. And so are they just lumping bundle and kit together? Yes. As a matter of fact, on their website, they say the two are synonymous to them, I believe. Okay. Or it might have been on one of your slides, Sam. I saw it somewhere where they said kit, parenthesis, bundle. I thought I saw that somewhere when I was looking. I think you are right, Phil. So here, uh, and uh, we might be able to find this here probably on, on the slide, Phil, uh, if we look closely, but this is where they are saying kit means on demand, bomb meaning pre-built. So in most cases, I think bomb is going to have the SKU number. Kit is not going to have the SKU number. That's how they are defining, but that's not how uh, the accounting world would define this or the world or the distribution world is going to define this. Typically, the kits are going to be the ones that are going to go through a little bit of a set. They are not really your manufactured items. It's really, uh, you know, you are literally creating more of a gift wrap. Uh, you know, that's what kit is in the ERP world. 
um, you know, a bomb is going to be a real manufactured item that actually goes through your shop floor. So, yeah, so that's the differentiation. But yeah, and I think this is really good functionality. They just not, I just think it's the semantically, it's not being called the right thing. I love the on-demand functionality that I can basically have some basic build to order functionality in here. And, and, and I love the kidding bundling functionality, although they're not understanding maybe the, the difference between the two, but pretty good, pretty good. Just not, not. Just, I wouldn't call it what they're calling it. Exactly. And to be fair with them, to be honest, the, the kind of customers they are dealing with, they are probably trying to make it easier for them to understand because you don't want to make it too complicated. Otherwise, it gets really, when you get into the ERP terms, because obviously, you know, everybody's probably going to ERP <laughs> because it gets very complex there. So they are probably trying to make it really easy for them so that they can understand. Okay. And here they have the, by the way, uh, so, so Phil uh, we were discussing about the, the bomb versus kit. So they have the real manufacturing order status and the order is actually moving through different cycles. So you can see they have the job order number. So it's not just the, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still going to be very assembly, uh, you know, but they have a job order and they have the internal notes, the products to be manufactured. So you assign some sort of finished SKU there. You have the manufacturing order ID. You are assigning it to a warehouse. So they have a little bit of manufacturing functionality. It's, it's really easy manufacturing functionality. If you don't have very complex manufacturing, then probably for a distribution shop, uh, this is not bad at all. Uh, you know, if you're a light e-commerce, uh, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to keep splitting hairs on these guys, but yeah, this is this is assembly, and they're giving you some basic <laughs> exactly. assembly flow functionality. I think it's awesome, but you're not building stuff. You're exactly. putting you're putting you're putting pieces together or or bundling them together. Could not agree more. Thank you so much for. Uh, okay, um, so here, uh, now, I mean, I was actually watching the video and Robert, this is going to actually going to echo your point that you were trying to talk about the integration. So in their demo video, they actually got the error category. Okay, while thinking, <laughs> okay, demo videos are not supposed to have any errors whatsoever. Okay, but they got some errors there while thinking, obviously the thinking is going to be very flaky in the work. You know, it, it never works the way you know, you would want your QuickBooks to think you are always going to have issues because your product models are not aligned. The integration architecture is not there, you know, but again, if you are a $5 million shop, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you know, nobody really cares for data and integrity. QuickBooks is going to be really loose. You can change things. Let's say even if that is going to corrupt your data, who cares? So, so that flexibility is there. That's why you are able to do all of this. But again, once you grow, then you require far tighter process and data integration. Otherwise, you are going to experience a lot of financial and operational difficulties too if you don't have control on your process. So here, the integration, the only thing I could see is going to be Shopify and QuickBooks is their lane is uh, overall from the positioning perspective. Um, so I'm actually going to open up now for the commentary. Phil, Robert, wh what do you guys think? Well, I, I want to just add something that was on a slide we didn't get to uh, in the comments that I referenced earlier, some of the cons. There was several of the reviews that were validated reviews that talked about the syncing time and also talked about that it wasn't uh, they it was it wasn't syncing fast enough and then they would have to do the manual sync process, which took a lot of time and it was slow. So I you know it just as buyer beware or maybe to the vendor of this, you know, that's an obvious functionality that a customer is going to want to be able to say, I need to sync this often or sync this way for their business. You know, one of the things that I saw earlier is they're talking about doing the POs, but nowhere did they talk about how are we figuring out what we're ordering? What's that velocity? Not helping 
that buyer get the right stuff. And, you know, so they're kind of connecting a piece in there and making it easy for the vendor to log into a portal. I don't know a vendor that really wants to log into a personal big seller because they've got lots of buyers. They've got lots of companies that are buying. So to log into each one of their portals to facilitate that purchase, it's just really time consuming. It should be the other way around. Let, let the small company log into the vendor's portal and facilitate that or integrate with it. And, you know, looking at some of the, the cons and the reviews, I think they need to speed things up a little. Phil? Yep. So, so just o- overall, Sam, uh, I, uh, again, in their, in, in, they got some really cool core functionality in their lane, in their, in their core piece. And they even got a few surprises of functionality that I found were, were pretty cool. And you highlighted a bunch of them as you were going through it. So obviously someone's doing some nice work down there that it looks good. And their integrations with, they're integrating in my mind with the right other partners that are already likely to be in their core marketplace and their sub So that's smart. So there's some real things about these guys that are smart and they get a, in my mind and you know how I'm a lane guy, they get a little outside of their lane and, and, and then that's when I think they're going to disappoint some customers, but all in all, not, not a, not a bad, if you, if you buyer beware that you're going to end up with four or five integrations that it could get unwieldy and, and expensive and you got to have an exit ramp and a plan. It's definitely could be a nice piece of your bridge as you go from point A to point B as a seller. Yeah, just one quick comment there overall uh, from the lane perspective, as well as what Robert mentioned, uh, you know, about the skew velocity. So again, the purpose of this tool starts from your pick pack ship process. So I don't think this is meant to be more of your order captioning tool. So you are going to be capturing the order inside Shopify. Your multi-channel management is probably going to be in, uh, another add-on. You know, that's what is going to do your skew velocity, whatever you need. From the sales perspective, this is more of the operational perspective. Once your order is captured, then you are going to send to this platform. So the order screen that you are seeing in this platform is going to come once the order is captured somewhere else. <laughs> okay, then you are going to get all of those orders here and then you are trying to fulfill that. I think that's where the boundary is overall. And that's why I, I don't know if you still require the skew velocity in your warehouse app. Do you Would you need that, Robert, in your experience? In your warehouse app, you, I think that that is a key tool. I, I think that ABC is, is no longer yeah. valid. Um, and, you know, looking at this tool, I agree with you. I think for, if, if you stick in, their, their strong zone, which is the shipping piece, I think they're a great tool. But unfortunately, buyers are going to see all the other functionality and get, you know, look at the pretty bauble and go, ooh, look at all the fun stuff that it does without fully understanding what that means. So let's say you got someone who's using this, they got QuickBooks, um, and and they're running their uh, WMS on spreadsheet, right? So I, I would say, uh, you know, or a semi on spreadsheets. They're, yeah. they're doing some sort of a manual. So maybe a way for the for the client, the customer to think about this is when it gets too unwieldy to do WMS off their spreadsheet, these platforms that they have, the QuickBooks platform, this platform, aren't going to really solve their issue. Exactly. That's the time when they have to look at something more comprehensive that gives them some real warehouse uh, functionality. And I think I think the key there is when they start trying to throw more resources to deal with the bottleneck as opposed to it being a software solution. I think those are all, all really good points. And, and again, it's interesting with the, these ones that we're reviewing on, on, on these Wednesday nights. These are all those pretty cool, very specific solutions that can be part of a bridge process as a company. And and it's 
It's a little tricky on these on ERP. It's very difficult to find the real differences between ERP because the the way ERP is sold, frankly, they're 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 just saying whatever they're saying, you know. And, and you really got to dig in deep to find out where the truth lies on what you're actually buying with an ERP yeah. when it comes to functionality. Yeah. These guys are these types of software packages to me. And Robert, I'd be interested to hear from you. Their functionality is pretty common. I mean, there's there's some nice differences that might fit you, but it's not as difficult to say this is what this is going to do. And this is what this is not going to do, which is good for the people that are shopping. Yeah, I think I think what really gets confusing for the people who are shopping, I mean, a lot of this functionality is very common, so it's going to be pretty easy to find it. It's just a matter of finding the right combinations that fit your specific needs, where you are on your growth map. Well put. All right, guys, any other short comments? We can take some more. Uh, then we need to wrap. I think I'm covered. Robert? No, nope. great job, Sam. Phil? All right. Go good job. All right, guys, that's it uh, for uh, today. So again, if you are in that five-ish million dollar range and you are in the QuickBooks ecosystem, Topify, uh, you know, and you are looking for the shipping app, uh, a little bit of inventory management, this could be a great option. But again, don't stay on this for too long because you are going to have far, far superior pre-integrated option that are going to do far better job of the inventory uh, management and, and the commerce management as well. On that note, uh, again, that's it for today. Uh, if you joined for the first time, this was part of our e-commerce series for which we meet every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We review either one vendor or the solution uh, from the e-commerce community. So make sure you are going to be here next week. We are going to come back with another vendor or solution. On that note, thanks everyone for your time and insight. Good night, thanks, everybody. Bye all. Thanks, Sam. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Phil Kerper, head over to ringlingbusinesssolutions.com. It's R-I-N-G-L-I-N-G-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com. If you want to learn more about Robert Brown, head over to R G beecommerce.com. It's R-G-B-E-C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Jacqueline Laufer, who shares her insights into the Shopify POS and the challenges associated with international payments. Also, the interview with Phil Kerper, who shares his insights into executing on DTC strategy. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.